Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on the final working day of the first week of August, today being the 5th of August 2022. And I trust that you and your sales team have enjoyed a very productive week. And if you haven't made every post a winner and you haven't converted the opportunities that you thought you would or you wanted to, I trust that you have at least planted some seeds that will bear fruit over the next week, two weeks to two months and beyond, because often the seeds that we plant today will not necessarily bear fruit until two to three months down the track. And they say that uh, certainly in business and business to business sales is no different, that uh, what you're doing this quarter will often start to uh, bear fruit in the next quarter. So working in 90 day increments is a great way to operate, uh, particularly when you've got uh, some, some objectives to meet, but also some expectations to adhere to but more importantly, expectations to set because often there are people in business that don't necessarily uh, understand that there are seasons for sowing and seasons for reaping. Sometimes they just want the immediate uh, gratification and the results straight away. But we know, we know that it sometimes takes time. So I trust you're making some progress. Now, as we wrap up the week uh, this week, I want to talk about a very important topic. I was out walking Walking out, bought a Collie Millie this morning, listening to podcasts, and one of the podcasts I was listening to prompted me to record this particular podcast, and I was talking about belief and the power of belief. And I'm not sure that I've actually recorded a specific topic on this. I think I've alluded to it in a number of different episodes over the last couple of years, but I think it's time to actually talk about this. Now, there's a number of things that have happened over the last week that uh, that has tested belief. Uh, certainly for me, certainly for people I've been talking to, but it's funny how things are placed in your path, whether that be situations or people, circumstances that uh, are there to maybe send you a message, maybe send you a message that is about time to take notice of something, make a change, uh, become aware of something. And I think for me, it was it was today's uh, podcast that I was listening to, and there's a couple of them that I listened to that had this theme of belief running through it, which uh, led me to think, you know what? It's time to uh, time to have a chat about this, time to talk about this, and as a sales leader in particular, it is a very, very powerful word that we need to grasp hold of and uh, utilize for ourselves uh, in a positive sense, but also make sure we're creating an environment for our team where belief is actually really powerful and, and, and resourceful as well. So when you think about belief, the word belief, it's a very, very powerful phenomenon uh, and very often incredibly, incredibly difficult to change. Now, what is it? What is belief? Well, if you look up the, the dictionary, there's a number of different definitions, but the one that I looked at this morning, it talks about the definition of belief being an acceptance that something exists or is true, especially one without proof. Now, all of us have beliefs, and these are often formulated through our formative years, through our upbringing, uh, being around the people that were around, being brought up in a certain area, a certain, uh, a certain segment of, of, the, of suburb or certain segment of a country that you're in? What sort of language did you speak? Uh, what religion were you part of? And therefore, what were you indoctrinated with in terms of religion? What sort of environment did you grow up in, in terms of the people that you hung around with? And this pretty much could start at primary school or even in kindergarten. 
If you're around the wrong people, then very quickly you can have a certain belief that this is this is life. This is what reality actually looks like. And it can become rock solid. Beliefs can become really, really rock solid and heavily impact absolutely everything that we do. And these beliefs can be either resourceful or unresourceful. But at the time when you're going through stuff, when you're actually formulating beliefs, when you have these beliefs, you don't necessarily know which is resourceful or which is not. Sometimes you don't know what it is that you don't know. And I've often heard people talk about belief in terms of it's such a powerful factor in everybody's lives and, and what draws people into certain things, what uh, attracts people, what forces people or encourages people to do certain things, all has an underlying foundation in what beliefs that people hold. And the thing that I've often heard speak about is beliefs are not necessarily true. They're not necessarily factually correct. Now, I remember way back, way back, there was a guy called Henry Ford who uh, was the obviously the, the CEO and, and founder of the Ford Motor Company. And he was quoted as saying, whether you believe you can do something or whether you believe you cannot do something, either way, you are 100% correct. It is true for you. And over the years, there's been countless studies, whether it be in academia, in sport, where there's been beliefs that have been placed upon people. And sometimes these beliefs have been indoctrinated as part of an environment and results have actually come out based on and being consistent with those beliefs. For example, there's studies of students who were led to believe that they were smart. Despite what the results were showing and despite what some of the measurements in terms of IQ actually showed. But these teachers taught these students that they're very, very smart. So they started to believe that they were smart. And then when they started to do tests and exercises, uh, the funny thing happened, their results started to go up because of the belief they had that they were a smart, smart person. Now, uh, same thing, there's people who have labeled groups of kids who are not smart and therefore treated them as not being smart. And over time, the kids start to believe that they're not smart and therefore start to act accordingly to the fact they're not smart. And guess what? The results start to be consistent with their belief system that they are not smart, irrespective of what their underlying tangible factual IQ might actually indicate. They have this belief system that they're not smart. So what does this tell us about beliefs? They are so, so powerful and so difficult to change. Now, how does this relate to us in sales leadership roles? How does this relate to us as a salesperson? How does it relate to us in terms of a person who's wanting to move forward, create new change, create new opportunities, and become, quote-unquote, successful? Well, it starts with, what do you believe? What do you believe for you? Do you believe, first and foremost, that you belong? Do you believe that you can become successful? Do you believe in your ability? And do you believe that you have an opportunity to become exceptional at what you do? Well, whatever you say to yourself in relation to that, and whatever you then take on board as being fact, is actually what's going to formulate your belief. Now, whatever you tell yourself, whatever you think is going to be factual for you, and therefore that will be what you believe to be true. And I talk to people every single day who don't necessarily have a belief for themselves that they're capable or they don't believe they they come from the background, they don't believe they've got enough experience, they don't believe they've got enough knowledge in order to be successful in a particular role they're going to. And in an upcoming episode, I'm going to talk to a clinical psychologist who's built uh, a great piece of software and a, and a testing mechanism for companies to better recruit salespeople. And a lot of it's got to do with the level of belief that people have. And I was having a conversation with him yesterday before we uh, before we jump on a podcast and just talking about how people have certain beliefs 
and the the people who have uh, people surrounding them who pour into them a level of belief, who build them up, who edify them, who give them opportunities to make mistakes, but based on those mistakes, gives them feedback, positive reinforcing feedback to keep going, are often the ones that actually develop a level of consistency, persistence, tenacity, and belief in their ability to overcome everything, which translates into their ability to therefore go into any environment, believe that they belong in that environment, believe they can adapt to that environment, and therefore give them the opportunity to become successful in that environment. And when you talk to these people, when you listen to what they say, you'll notice that their their conversations are very much tainted towards the glass being half full. It is not half empty. So our self-talk, the conversations that we have, and therefore when we're having conversations with others, what's gonna be acceptable in terms of language will often determine what beliefs we start to form. Now, we always know that we like to be surrounding ourselves with people who are just like us and we feel comfortable in. And we often are going to be seen as being the average of the five closest people to us. So the question to ask ourselves is, when I look at the four or five people that I'm most close to, who are in my posse or in my sphere of influence, what do they believe? Because very often, you'll find that your beliefs will be matching theirs or be very close to matching theirs. Now, the question I ask then, is that resourceful or is it unresourceful? Now, if we have the wherewithal to actually ask that question and be conscious of that, then we can actually start to formulate and direct the language in a direction that will start to form a new belief. Now, this starts with a level of awareness that, hey, right now, my beliefs are not necessarily helping me. They're, in fact, hindering me. So it needs to have a recognition first and foremost. And this is why having a mentor, a coach, a confidant, somebody in your corner as a trusted advisor can be very, very powerful because often the belief that they have in you will rub off on you through the language that they use and the constant reinforcing, positive reinforcement they give you in terms of what you're doing. So whose corner are you in? What sort of reinforcing, positive reinforcing behavior and commentary are you giving to people where you actually are saying to them, I believe in you? But more importantly, who do you have in your corner to do exactly the same thing? And What are you constantly saying to yourself that's going to start to form a belief that hopefully is going to be a resourceful belief? Now, one of the conversations I had with a person earlier this week was in relation to some difficult people in their team that they're finding really, really challenging to manage, to lead, and to get any form of increased discretionary effort out of. And through the conversation, asking them a number of different questions in terms of how this person's behaving, what are they doing, what do you think their attitude's like? Uh, What it came down to was this particular leader had a certain belief about this individual that was actually not as resourceful as it could have been. And so what tends to happen is often if we have a belief about a certain person and that belief is not necessarily a positive belief, we start to project onto that person what that belief is and all of a sudden everything we do, everything we say and all of our mannerisms that are associated with that start to be consistent with the belief that we have. And when that projection happens, often that person starts to behave in a way that's being projected onto them. And so one of the things I suggested to this particular person, and it sounded really weird to them at the time, but I said, hey, let's just try an experiment. For the next 30 days, and this is, this is only three or four days ago, for the next 30 days, what if you placed a 10 upon this person's head? And I said, what does the 10 actually represent? And they thought for a little while and thought, well, is 10 is a, a 10 out of 10? I said, absolutely. Now, what it says is you're placing a 10 out of 10 on the, on the top of the head of this particular person, which is going to force you, as difficult as this might sound, 
And right now, based on your own belief system about this person, you might be sitting here thinking, this person is not a 10 out of 10. In fact, the most I would give them is a 3 out of 10. And I said, well, okay, that's fine. But please understand, when you place a 3 upon somebody's head rather than a 10, you're now going to start to treat that person and look at that person and everything you do in relation to conversations, interactions with that person will be from the perspective of a 3 out of 10. Therefore, you are going to believe that this person is worthy of a 3 out of 10. Now, if you change that to a 10 out of 10, you're now forcing yourself to believe something else about this particular person, which presupposes because it's a 10 out of 10, there must be something more positive in this person. Your challenge, therefore, is to find it. Now, if you believe it's there, then guess what? Your language, the way you interact with this person, the energy that you use when you're interacting with this person will change and a funny thing will happen. The way that that person therefore will respond to you and therefore react and now start behaving will be completely different to perhaps they have been when you have been dealing with them as if they were a three. And I said, hey, don't, don't take my word for it. Just put it into practice and see what happens and we'll come back and revisit this after 30 days. Because that's belief. Because we do this all the time. And I know you sitting there right now listening to this thinking I've got people in my team who are not quite up to the mark. Well, just ask yourself the question first and foremost, what do you believe to be true about that particular individual? And is your belief hampering that person's ability to make progress, to do the things you know they're capable of? And yes, we also have to understand that that person also has to take responsibility, but it starts with us having a belief in somebody's ability in order for them often to take that first step, to take that second step, and to take that third step. And... If you think about this, ask yourself the question also in terms of what conversations are you actually having with these people? Have you at any stage ever said to these people, hey, Johnny, Sally, Tom, Dick, Harry, I believe in you. I believe you are capable. I believe you can get this done. I believe in what you're about to do. I believe you've got the capability, etc., etc." If you haven't done that, then please ask yourself the question as to why not? Because there can be no more powerful words spoken into somebody other than I believe in you. Now, just imagine that. If you've got somebody who believes in you, what are you going to do? You may not necessarily believe in yourself at that particular moment, but when you've got somebody who is believing in you, verbalizing that belief in you, and it's a genuine belief because there's a level of trust there, then all of a sudden you're going to start to go off the belief that somebody else has in you, and through that process, a funny thing's going to happen. You'll start to build a level of belief. Therefore, your self-talk will change, your actions will change, and therefore your results will also change. And there's one thing, if you think about and look at exceptional performers, whether they be individual contributors or in fact sales leaders, exceptional performers have enormous and unwavering belief in their abilities and as to what is possible. Now, you just have to look at all of the elite sporting teams and elite sports people. Right now, the Commonwealth Games are happening in Birmingham in England and the number of people that are winning gold medals, what do you think their belief system is? Do you think they're gold medalists because they've got big belief in their ability? Or do you think because they've become a gold medalist, they now believe they're capable of doing good things? Well, actually belief comes before the action. And they've also got people around them who believe in their capability and they make sure they actually surround themselves with people who are always going to uplift them. So another key part of this particular episode is to make sure that you're very, very clear and very, very conscious of who you allow to be in your sphere of influence because there are so many people that are more than happy to give you an opinion as to what they think of you, please don't ever, unless it's positive, please don't ever let that opinion become your reality. Which, by the way, 
is a belief. So as we wrap up this episode, think about what you can be doing right now for your team. How we, how often do you actually say to them, hey, I believe in your capability. I believe you can get through this. I believe in what you're doing. I just believe in you. And if you haven't done that, please start doing it because you'd be amazed at what sort of turnaround you're going to get in terms of enthusiasm. You'll just see people's eyes light up and their energy will completely change. But also think about who do you have in your corner who's saying exactly the same thing for you. So make sure you build belief, continue to stoke the fire of belief and just watch what happens. So hope that message resonates and I hope it hits you in the spot where it's designed to, right between the eyes or right into the heart. So build your belief and just watch what happens. So if I can help you with that, Hey, I'd love the opportunity of working with you, working with a number of great clients right now. And uh, I've got room for about one or two others over the next 30 days or so. So if you are interested in working together, if you are committed to your own development and you're prepared to invest in you becoming an exceptional sales leader, love the opportunity of having a conversation and potentially working with you over the next 90 days. So simply go to leadwithdarren.com. We'll jump on a Zoom call, have a conversation, map out a plan and get working as early as next week. So very much look forward to that conversation. And uh, as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.